I don't care if they remember me. Only Jesus. This is Dreamwalker1960. As a reminder, you can read all the transcripts of my podcast at dreamwalker1960.com. You can use most podcast platforms if you wish to listen. All you need to do is do a search for Dreamwalker1960. Last week we began a study of the armor of God, but within this study we did not stick to the usual format that people expect when looking at the armor of God. In last week's study, we confronted the issues of how our salvation is viewed by God, how many who believe they are right with God are not. This includes those that follow the false teaching of once saved, always saved. As I have shown in the last lesson, those that got angry when this was brought up were, in actuality, not listening to God, but to Satan. If you haven't already listened to or read last week's message, I refer you back to it, especially if I just triggered you into getting angry. Why is wearing the armor of God so important? That is answered in this verse. Ephesians 6.12 For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. To truly understand this verse, I have been led to give my personal testimony so we can see how not wearing the armor correctly can lead a person away from God. I was born again on June 24, 1984. I was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues on that very day. For we are to seek after the ability to speak in tongues as shown in 1 Corinthians 14. However, as I have learned, it is not something that should be shouted out to the world, but something that is between you and God. Anyway, to get back on track. God showed my rebirth to the world by leading my first wife to give me a middle name for my 25th birthday, since before that time I had never had one. For the next year, I grew in my knowledge of the Bible, and God blessed me with dreams, thus making me at that time to be a dreamer of dreams, per Acts 2.17. So even back then I knew that the times we are now in would come to be. In 1992, the Holy Spirit told me my first wife was cheating on me at that very moment, which led to my divorce in 1993. I did not cause or ask for the divorce, by the way. My then wife did. This began my downward spiral. This is the beginning of my drifting away from God. In 2003, I fell prey to my earthly lust and desires to never be alone. I was bewitched by a witch who believed herself to be saved, even though she lived the life of a witch but professed that she could never lose her salvation, even though she performed witchcraft. When we look at Galatians 5, and the sins listed there shows a person is following the world and not God, we see that sorcery is upon that list. 
This led to my first purging of my worldly possessions that occurred in 2005, when I lost my house, most of my worldly goods, and had to file for bankruptcy. Yet I still had not learned my lesson, nor had I put my foot down upon the sorceries my then-wife did. This led to an increase in worldly possessions. As I drifted further from God, I began to listen to the world and not the Holy Spirit. My behavior became crueler and more self-serving. Also, my one true sin nature was running rampant within my mind and soul. What that nature is, is between me and God, so I will not broadcast it to the world. Needless to say, it is something I am not pleased to live with, and I cannot wait until I am divested of this corruption and dawn in corruption. Then, in 2013, 20 years after my spiral away from God began, God had had enough. I finally confronted my second wife about her issues in December of 2012. She broke the line I had laid the very next month. I found myself and my adopted 10-year-old son homeless and only a portion of my worldly goods, none of which included anything of my childhood. So again, God was telling me not to worship the things of the world. This was the beginning of what I call my year of Job. I suffered other trials this year. It was a humbling experience. However, I listened to God and stopped placing myself before Him. In 2014, I began my blog, which has turned into these podcasts, which have been read and listened to all over the world. I learned without any doubt that salvation can be lost. For Jesus Christ himself said so in John 15, very clearly. I learned that any who doubt this are in fact denying Jesus Christ. And what does Jesus say about those that deny him? Matthew 10:33. But anyone who denies me on earth, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. Which reinforces that the false teaching of once saved, always saved, is just that, false. Yet millions are going through their lives believing they can continue to live in sin, never seeking repentance, nor the desire to end their sin nature, embracing and enjoying it, as well as living in luxuries, and they believe with all their hearts they are going to heaven. I was there. I believe that as well. That is why I know the pre-tribulation rapture will be small. Matthew 7, 13-14 You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. It is these few that will make the first rapture. For it is made clear that the mid-tribulation rapture will be uncountable, a.k.a. in the billions, who will die of starvation and beheadings in the first three and a half years of the tribulation. Revelation 7, 9-14 After this I saw a vast crowd, too great to be counted, 
from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands, and they were shouting with a great roar, Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living beings, and they fell before the throne with their faces to the ground and worshiped God. They sang, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the twenty-four elders asked, Who are these who are clothed in white? Where did they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you are the one who knows. Then he said to me, These are the ones who died in the great tribulation. They have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb and made them white. We are in the last days, which is why it is so important to put on the armor of God. Not to only pray continually and to truly come to know the word of God, which is the helmet and the sword of the armor, as we discussed last week, but also to wear other parts of the armor, for we are in the times of evil now. So I will list those verses once again. Ephesians 6, 14-16 Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Stand our ground, never faltering from what is true, and telling the truth for trying to help those that have gotten angry at us for saying that salvation can be lost. Strive to live righteously, always seeking repentance, and doing our best not to allow our sin nature to win and take control over us. For we are continually struggling between what our body wants and what the Holy Spirit desires for us. Galatians 5, 16-17 Find peace of mind when you come to understand that these struggles we now experience shows that we are on the right path. For it is made clear that those that suffer over their body's desires, those that are disciplined by God, are seen as His children. Revelations 3, 19-21 I correct and discipline everyone I love. So be diligent and turn from your indifference. Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Many of those that embrace the once saved, always saved mentality do not suffer. Thus, they are not disciplined. Thus, they are not children of God. Therefore, they are not victorious. And they will find themselves here upon this earth in bewilderment and sorrow, for God did not include them in the soon-to-happen rapture. The shoes of peace come when we feel this discipline in our lives, and instead of getting angry with God, as many do, we praise God instead. 
Time and again, Satan will attack us through our bodies, that which is corruption. So we must hold up the shield against the fires of temptation we all suffer with, turning to God through Christ to overcome these temptations. By doing so, we know that we have held the shield correctly and are obedient to our Creator by following the Holy Spirit. If someone challenges what you feel is right and you get angry over it, think. Why did you get angry? Why did it upset you? Read and study the Bible and most importantly, remember what Jesus Christ said in Matthew 7. Matthew 7, 21-23 Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name, and cast out demons in your name, and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me you who break God's laws. One of the key elements of these verses is the statement, cast out demons in your names. Later in Matthew, this is said, Matthew 12, 25-28, Jesus knew their thoughts and replied, Any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. None can cast out demons if they are not of Christ. Yet Jesus says he never knew them. It is because they turned their backs upon him. They left their salvation to live in and for the world, to seek after that which is seen as abomination to God. Then again, per Jesus Christ, salvation can be lost, and so there is no such thing as once saved, always saved. There is, however, God's never-ending and ongoing love for all of humanity, be they saved or not. However, his greatest desire is for all to come through the only door to be able to stand before him. John 14, 6, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. God bless. Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the light, but it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. Jesus is the only name to remember. And I, I don't want to leave a legacy. I don't care if they remember me. Only Jesus. And I. Said and done Cause all that 